welcome my faithful and loyal viewers, readers, and listeners. Welcome to another segment of verse of the day. Today's verse comes from Isaiah 54:10. It says, Though the mountains move and the hills shake, my love will not be removed from you. My covenant of peace will not be shaken, says your compassionate Lord. So what is God telling us here? He is telling us that even the incredible amount of force and power that is required to move a mountain and shake a hill cannot take his love away from us. So we all know the only way for mountains to move and for hills to shake apart from the power of God is an earthquake. So which involves the uh, shifting of the Earth's tectonic plates, which causes the ground to shake, and if violent enough, can even change the entire landscape of an area. And more importantly, to what we're talking about today, to the to ancient people, and even to some of us still today. These natural disasters, such as earthquakes, hurricanes, and these other things that appear, are seen as God's anger and wrath being poured down on us for whatever sins that we have committed. Just proving to them that God is not a loving God, but that He is instead a vengeful, that He is instead a wrathful and vengeful or vindictive God who is only out to smite or strike down those who are not towing his line. So this verse is God's response to these thoughts and ideas that have been planted in your mind by the devil. Yet God telling you that all things that happen to shake what seems to be unshakable such as the very earth itself shaking and the hill shaking and the mountains moving or falling down. Are not God pouring out his vengeance and wrath on a sinful world? But are rather a direct result of the broken and sinful world that we live in. No, it's not God pouring out his wrath on a sinful world. It is a result of the choices that we have made. It's a broken world acting like a broken world. God's promise is to love you no matter what happens or no matter what you've done or are going to do. And you have no better proof of this than Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. John 3.16 puts it this way, It is for God loved the world in this way. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. It proves that God is a loving God. What further proof do we need? So that concludes our verse of the day segment. Now we are going to move into our segment when we were discussing creation. And so today's topic is what is the word of God?
to further understand that before we get into our discussion, we're going to look at four passages of scripture. So the first one is Isaiah 48, and it says, The grass withers, the flowers fade, but the word of our God remains forever. Second is Second Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says, All scripture is inspired by God, and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Third is Psalm 19, 7-9, and it says, The instruction of the Lord is perfect, renewing one's life. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. The precepts of the Lord are right, making the heart glad. The command of the Lord are the com- the command of the Lord is radiant, making the eyes light up. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are reliable and altogether righteous. And the last one is Psalm 119, 33-35. It says, Teach me, Lord, the meaning of your statutes, and I will always keep them. Help me understand your instruction, and I will obey it, and follow it with all my heart. Help me stay on the path of your commands, for I take pleasure in it. So to answer our previous question, what is the word of the Lord, or word of God? The word of God is the Bible. God inspired people to write the books of the Old and New Testaments. The Bible is the trustworthy and authoritative rule for what we believe and do. Wouldn't it be nice to know the deep secrets of the universe, to know what it's all about, and why we are here, to know God, and to know ourselves? That is exactly what the Bible promises to teach us. That we will not only come to know God and the purpose of the universe, but also that we will come to know ourselves. What is the Bible trustworthy? Wasn't it written a long time ago by many people in many places and across a long span of time? What could they possibly know about the world, about us? Haven't we moved on? Haven't we advanced? Aren't we smarter now? No matter how many sneers and smears have been directed at the Bible, it has stood the test of time. The Bible has been saving, restoring, guiding, and enlightening the lives of billions of people across the entire world for thousands of years. And it can do the same for you and your world. So what's the Bible about? It's core, it's all about Jesus. God the Father inspired the Bible by the Holy Spirit in order to teach us about His Son, Jesus. And pray that God will open up His Word to you today.